Welcome into Masai Ujiri, the president of the defending champion, Toronto Raptors. I see him smile when I say that June 18th, 2020, you might have imagined, Masai, that maybe somebody wouldn't still be calling you the president of the defending champion, but you're going to hold on to that title at least for a few more months. You know, I, we, thanks, thanks, Woj. Thanks for having me. I, I want to... I want to hold on to it as long as as long as I can, but I also want I also want us to get back to basketball, you know, pretty pretty quick here. Um, it's a it's a great title to have. It's been fun, Masai. The you know the last several months you have been, you know, as as an all I think as an alternate governor, one of the governors in Toronto, as a member of the competition committee, which is a group of there's some owners, there's a couple owners, there's presidents, GMs, coaches, which meet and talk about and work through a lot of these big issues. There's a there's GM, a GM committee that Bobby Webster, your GM is on, but and your relationship with Adam Silver, how have you seen over the last several months, maybe the adaptability or how the NBA, different organizations, ownership groups, the management side, the commissioner's office. How have you seen everybody work together through this crisis? Uh, you know, it's been it's been really, really um, unique. You know, um, uh, and I think Adam has done an incredible job in uh, bringing people together. So whether it's owners, players, um, uh, general managers, presidents, um, I think even uh, the marketing side, uh, the PR side, there are so many committees that have put their heads together uh, with with this thing. And I, I think everybody has had a stake in it. Uh, honestly, it's such a it's such a difficult uh, time to navigate. And being open minded um, is is one of the main issues we've you know we we're we're really tackling now. And um, I think there's been good input from uh, from everybody, and and that's that, that's how, that's how the NBA has been, you know. And I, I I love that about the NBA and and Adam's leadership in 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 having people. Um, he he reads all these ideas, you know. People send him ideas. People send him things, you know. It's it's very. It, I think it's very it's very unique for us to be in this position and. Um, hopefully, there's going to have to be a lot of compromise, but hopefully, um, um, it, it, it works out for us. You, you mentioned Adam listening to lots of different ideas. You have a strong, I think, working personal relationship with him. How does he problem solve? How have you seen him? How does he work through problems, maybe differently than other leaders you've been around? How does that process work for him? You know he, he's he's very unique because he's he's when people say open minded, <laughs> that guy is open minded. You know he he'll he respond to your text at at, at two a.m. He'll he'll he's 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 one of just those guys that um, wants to know what other people are thinking and um, uh, there's no ego uh, and and that's a big thing. You know when we when we get into positions and we start um, uh, trying to um, 
think is is our decision and this is us you know um bringing people together that team around you and um he's working for the owners and i think it's it's very unique his relationship with them you know like relationship with players i think they're they're the biggest thing in this because they i think they're the substance of 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 the nba and what um the nba is about it's it's uh, and I, I I see him as one of those visionaries also, you know, one of those, those visionary owners that um, they, you just look ahead. You always have to think uh, think ahead, and, and that's what makes him unique. Masai, when you think of, even for your own organization, when you start looking ahead now to what this pandemic has meant for this season, what it might mean, what it might mean for next season, you know, you're touching the business side as president of the Raptors You've got to take a look at what it's going to mean for revenue and fans in the arena. Do you see this as, as you guys are planning out, is this a two-year issue, a four-year issue, a five-year challenge? Do you even know yet? Um, I, I think we, I think we don't know yet is, is how I, <laughs> how I, um, console myself in some kind of way. Um, you have to, we're dealing with now and yes, in our jobs, we have to look at, uh, look at the future. But, uh, honestly, um, I'm not, after this is done, you know, like I want I'm not trying to play with, uh, I'm not trying to play with our fans next year. You know, how, how do we find a way, you know, like, and, we listen to this, um, the, 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 the health experts and we hope that we can actually, um, find a vaccine, you know, fast and, and figure out this pandemic, you know, um, uh, quicker. But the human beings are, we're just resilient people, you know, like that's who we are. That's how we are, you know, like as, as human beings. And I think we will get through this and we'll, we will find a way. Uh, I'm really optimistic about it. And, Sports is just one of those things, as you can see. Um, it's, some of, it's one of those things that brings people together, and we miss. I, the people around me I was in during this time that miss sports so much, uh, look at the last dance, you know, like everybody was so into it, and you could feel, um, even if it's just those people that watch sports for 10 minutes of their day, you know, like it's something that um, we all really miss. And, and, um, and so... I'm hoping we get through this time in 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 Orlando, and hopefully we, next season um, we get back to normal life. Is my is is my hope, and if we don't, we'll be prepared. Masai, when you look at from a basketball perspective, the traits of a team that you think would contribute to having some success or advancing deep in this 22 team return to play. Besides talent, besides having talent, talent typically wins out in the NBA. Is there going to be any trait, do you think, that might be different than a normal playoff run where you got to get on the road and you got to win in a hostile arena, which is a, a big challenge? That won't be the challenge in Orlando. The challenges will be different there over a month, two months, three months. What have you thought about is going to be something that might be a, a different characteristic or a more accentuated characteristic of a team? That, that's going to contribute to, to having success down there? Uh, it's a great question, Woj. I don't want to give away all our secrets here, but uh, <laughs> if there are any, um, I think uh, uh, Bobby and, and Nick Nurse have done an incredible job in, in trying to keep this uh, together. I will say this. Um, I, I think 
health is going to be a big factor. You know, um, um, these players have been, we, we have to pay attention that, um, we've been cooped up for, for a few months, right? You know, and how, um, I think they've done a, a good job of, um, maybe, uh, with the schedule on how we get back to fitness, get back to playing, uh, gradually get back to playing, um, this, uh, test games and, and then real games. So, um, there's going to be, uh, some strategy to it. I know these coaches are, are, are working hard on it. And I know Nick Nurse is one of those guys that, that thinks that way. Um, you have to have that mindset, uh, to conquer adversity, which there's going to be, I think, uh, some of that in just this whole campus situation that, uh, we're in, uh, mental toughness. Uh, is going to be a huge factor, I think, um, and we're paying attention to that with our players. Oh, sports is about winning, right? You know, um, we play sports for only one thing, and it's to win. You know, and I think uh, I, I love the mindset of our our team, our players, our coaching staff. That's the mentality that we're always going to have. We play sports to compete and to win. Hey guys, Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action has acquired the secret to building a thicker, greener lawn. In return, they have taken all of the hard work out of the picture to give you more time to do nothing extra. People don't realize that it's easy to get the lawn of their dreams by simply feeding their lawn a few times throughout the year. Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and feeds to build thick green lawns. With Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action, you can finally get the lawn you've always dreamt of. Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help your weak, thin lawn recover. When you feed with Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action multiple times throughout the year, your grass will be greener, stronger, and more resilient. Pick up a bag today. This is a Scott's yard. Also, Scott's no-quibble money-back guarantee states, if you're not satisfied, you get your money back. This is a Scott's yard. Masai, since the murder of George Floyd in Minnesota and a number of, you know, very, I, I think at this point, it's been years of this. This, isn't, this didn't start with George Floyd. This has been going on in this country for a couple hundred years. And the country you saw when you came from Nigeria as a young man, you went to high school, you finished, you, you came and you stayed with a Nigerian family in Seattle you went off to college and for the most part until say 2013 then when you went to Toronto you you had been in the United States you're still you're in Toronto you're and so you're you're still here largely what's the difference you have seen or you see in this country now from when you came here as a as a young man well you know looking at it from a um, from a, a global uh, standpoint, uh, I, I want to say this. Um, we can say all what we want about, you know, the, the perception of, uh, or Americans or, um, some of the terrorist stuff that goes on and, 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 and all of that. America is seen and is known and is God's own country. You know, that's the truth. This is a place that has given me all the opportunity. Uh, in the world, uh, and I'm so thankful for it. Um, the NBA, it's been it's been incredible 
for me. So I, I feel that my kids are American. My wife is has American citizenship. I feel like I'm, I am American. Yeah. So, uh, in, in, in some way. And, um, when I see these things happening, um, let's not be mistaken. Racism is, has been here for years and sometimes unsaid and it's not, um, sometimes displayed a lot. Um, it's there. And now it's a time that black people have felt so oppressed for so long. And now, um, it's time to speak up and it's time to talk and it's time to talk about these issues and confront them face to face. This is an opportunity uh, for us. So when I look back at then, uh, back then, in my mind, I'm this young uh, person that's just looking at an unbelievable, beautiful country. And um, you're not even thinking racism. You're not even thinking. You're just surging ahead, you know, trying to succeed, trying to look for opportunity, um, trying to find friends and, you know, um, enjoying, you know, a, a great, great country. This thing has erupted where now we have to talk about it and we have to confront it because you know what, Oj, it's there. And there are some tough questions we have to ask ourselves. Yeah, it's there. There's no dancing around, around it anymore. And even in my organization, even in Canada, we're not immune to it. We're all asking ourselves that question. And I find myself in a unique position where I can talk about it and I can, I can really use this platform to make people aware of what some of the problems are because I've seen it from all angles in all places. Your relationships with whether it's President Obama, Prime Minister Trudeau, leaders around the globe, more than just relationships, you work on you work on a lot of projects and the Giants of Africa, the impact that's had bringing a professional league to Africa, which is still launching, helping to do that I think through Adam Silver. And how has that impacted your your mindset with being able to go out and take the conversations and discussion and, and, and put them into action items, being able to have access and talk with those who um, you know, are among the most powerful, uh, influential voices and, and, and people on the planet. You know, it's, it's, I am blessed, uh, and I'm, I, I represent, uh, so many, uh, different uh, factions in, 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 in life. I, I believe, um, whether it's, it's players, I think the story and the journey, you know, like is similar to even some players of where you grew up and how you, came up and um, my, the opportunity that I've had uh, to be in, in the front office in the NBA, um, interacting with fans, um, uh, different people that I've met uh, in, in the business, in the world, um, the forums that I've found myself, I, it, it's, it's such a blessing, you know, for me. And I, I, don't, I don't want to be the only one doing that. You know, I'm blessed to know, uh, to be friends with, uh, with President Obama or Prime Minister Trudeau or President Kagame or all these, all these guys, Adam Silver. 
and they are they are they are friends first for me um and the respect i have for them in what they actually like do and how visionary they are and who they are as persons you know like as people one of the questions we have to ask ourselves Woj, in, in in this whole thing is who who are we you know like who are you as a person and it's one thing that we have to ask ourselves because when i look at some of the issues and things that are happening we can there is police brutality there is racism um there there is oppression of black people and minorities that's there, there's no doubt about it who are we as 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 human beings humanity you know human when i look at that uh, that cop stepping on george floyd's neck okay and i look at those three people watching three policemen watching him who are, who are you as a human being you know to to actually do that to a person yeah and the person is calling out for his mom and begging for you that he and telling you he cannot breathe and you have him handcuffed who are you as a human being right when i look at those cops in buffalo and yeah then they release a, a statement and say the guy tripped okay yeah okay oh even if an old man trips black white blue pink i don't care who you are i don't care what color you are if an old man seven year old man is bleeding from his ear or his head whether he tripped or not help him okay help a human being that's who we that's who you are as a human being okay and i feel that um it's now time to really like talk about it so these guys in this in this in this places that um you've talked about have helped me they've really helped me see the world in a different perspective uh, because in their ways they are humble uh, in their ways um they they also they also love the game of basketball uh, and sports and they see how it brings people um together it does bring people together but that question that i have is who are we as human beings who are we yeah, and that's why i want I, i i raise that question so much because it's a time to ask you know messiah i remember when president donald trump was quoted as saying and i think it was the washington post referring to countries in africa whole countries and i called you and asked you if you wanted to speak about it and you did and you know i reported your reaction to that and and i was thinking late recently about why were you the only why were you the only team president or general manager that i thought of calling why were you the one who was only supposed to speak out and react to it why didn't i ask anybody else to react to it i asked you and i i think that gets back to and you just said it like this is not just a problem for those in a black community to address to talk about it's got to be everybody and i i think about that uh, i've thought about that lately and we you and i've been talking uh, about this and and like who else is going to speak up who else especially around the nba where come on all of us 
are the beneficiaries of, I don't have my job and general managers and coaches and when I go down the list of white people who cover the NBA, who more importantly work in the NBA, we, we do it based on the work ethic, the talent, uh, the tenacity, the, the intelligence of, of largely young, young black men. And where have the other voices, where have the other voices been? Uh, we have to, we, we, we have to call out white leaders here. White leaders have to step up. Yeah. We have to, uh, it's, 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 it's a fact. You know, we have to ask ourselves this tough com- conversations and, Honestly, it's not, this is not even a time to play race card or, or this is a time for confrontation and honest conversations, right? You know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing in your organization? What are you doing, uh, uh, in your family? What conversations are we having with our children? What conversations have we had before? You know, like, because where does it come from? I didn't grow up in, you know, a, a place where, um, it was only like white people that grew up there because I can't blame them. You know, like you can't actually blame them. What's their education on, um, on humanity? What's their education on people? What's their education on, um, what happened two, three hundred years ago? Yeah. Because I know that when we come out of, um, uh, of our mothers, we're all the same. Yeah. We're all the same. So we have to ask ourselves, these tough questions we have to ask um have you have you ever had to worry about the color of your skin yeah when you when you see ask yourself everybody has to ask themselves that have you ever had to worry about the color of your skin no you don't have to you can be big you can be rich you can be whatever ask yourself that question you can be poor you can just ask yourself have you ever had to worry about go walk on the street or go apply for a job those are the tough questions to ask. Why discussing that in our organization? Hey, I know you want another tough question. Why is the white race seen as a, a superior race to others? Those are tough questions. Those are really tough questions. Even sometimes in our league, you know, like what are sometimes what's the perception is the perception of uh, white owners and, 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 and black players. Yeah, it, that, there's a, there's a, perception there uh, like that we have to confront these things because i know these people these are, these are good people you know like but we have to tackle this thing we have to talk about it you know and make people feel comfortable know what people are going through okay and give opportunity give opportunity i think i was looking at this thing uh, uh, and somebody told me that I, I i might be one of the only uh, uh, one or two uh, uh, presidents in you know, black presidents in, in all of sports, in all of sports, how is that possible? That's, that distinction is disgraceful. Okay, it's embarrassing. It's not something that I should even be talking about in sport. It's not, it's not even a question. We went through the list. Uh, Avery Bradley, Kyrie Irving, who are leading the Players Coalition, who would like one of their points of emphasis with the league, the Players Association, is is a plan to help address those numbers. I know Adam Silver has talked about it for years. I know Adam gets on the phone with owners when there's searches and gives input on that. I know you do that because I know when owners are making hires, 
rarely uh, is one made, I think, or yeah, I think rarely one's made without someone. I think you get a lot of those calls. And once you tell them that you're not leaving, then they, um, you know, you'll see those guys ask you, well, who else should I be looking at? And, and with Avery and Kyrie, you know, I went through the, you know, we went through the list of you're right now, the only black president of a team in the league. Steve Mills had been, uh, he's no longer in New York. Gerson Rosas is Colombian and president of the Timberwolves. But even, even the eight general managers, I believe our number was eight, eight black general managers in the NBA. Only four of them have final decision making, uh, authority. So essentially they're a general manager, but there's a president over them. And so while it's a, it's an elevated position, it isn't the final decision maker. And the thing is, we are not in a league where black executives have not had great, great success. Joe Dumars dominated the East for a decade, almost a decade with the Pistons, won a championship, got to a game seven, went to six straight conference finals. Um, you were, listen, you were the executive of the year in 2013 in Denver. Um, easily could have been it again last year, won the championship, which I know you'll trade trophies and, and keep that one. But what, why, what, why are the numbers so limited? I mean, the, it, it's, why are the numbers so limited? We have we have to look at uh, we have to look at ourselves. Even me myself, I have to look at myself in our organizations, you know, and how um, we hire and and give opportunity because uh, there is institutional and systemic um, racism that you almost get uh, it, it happens and you don't even see it. You know, somebody told me um, that <laughs> there's only one minority. Um, PR um, um, director in, in, in the NBA. You know, how is it that we have only uh, uh, this few awards um, when, when it's a predominantly um, black uh, league in terms of players? Um, I, 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 I really question it. And I think we generally in sports, in every sport, uh, NFL, uh, uh, major league, um, soccer, major league baseball, we have to really like look at this and it comes from all different levels. Yeah. It's not just hiring a, a an inclusion officer or diversity and inclusion uh, uh, officer. Now it, this is, it, this is really like tackling this issue because yeah, you can hire somebody and put him in human resources, you know, and then they are, they are hiring interns. Yes, we need that. We need to encourage and develop youth as much as we can. Um, but we also need more minorities and more black people in higher positions too. And there are many that deserve to be in higher positions if we look the right way. Besides, you, you get an inside window to search processes. You, have a better view of most about how these processes go, how owners, the information the owners get or the information owners rely on to make decisions on who to bring in an interview, on who to, on the preconceived ideas they have coming into interview processes where they, they might have somebody in mind and the process is just to validate that candidate and, and push through with it. What are the attitudes you see in ownership or the, maybe some of the factors that lead to there not being more black candidates 
in positions and, and at the cusp of becoming presidents, getting those jobs? Well, I, I think everybody, you know, like has the right to have their preference, you know, like let's, let's, uh, that's, uh, that's for sure, you know, and, and I think, um, uh, a lot of these owners, especially, um, the ones uh, I have, um, uh, dealt with, I think they look at it, you know, openly and look at it, um, uh, uh make, go through the right process. We have to dig deep, deeper and much, much deeper into minorities and black people because sometimes I feel that there might be a perception that in those strategic positions, um, they, they maybe minority, they think minorities cannot do it, you know, like, so, um, are there black analytics guys? Are there, are, are there black, uh, um, uh, people in, in, uh, how many black assistant GMs do we have in, in those particular positions? There are many, you mentioned Joe Dumas, one of the best, one of the best doesn't even get like a shot again. One six straight conference finals at the six or seven straight uh, conference finals. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's really like look at this. Let's really, really look at this and say, does that guy not deserve to be running an NBA team with what he's done? Yeah. The accomplishments he's had. None of us have done close to what he, he, he did. Yeah. And these are the, these are the chances, um, uh, Woj, we are talking about. Another perception, you know, one of the other perceptions is, okay, let's, let's get, uh, let's, let's get, let's get uh, a black assistant coach that's going to talk to the players, you know, like that's going to. He's the relationship guy. Yeah. He's the relationship guy. He's the token guy. Mm -hmm. We have to get away. It's all in there. It's in, trust me, I'm in it. You know, like I'm at fault too, you know, like let's, let's take responsibility for it. But what I'm saying now is this is the time to tackle it. Okay, we can all tackle it now. Black people can speak. White people have to speak. Okay. And nobody is getting, you know, like nobody is going to get killed for it. You know, like just come and say the truth. Come and pour your mind. Come and tell us your experiences. You know, like, and let's share and let, let's now do the right thing. I think this is the time now. It's a unique time. Which I look at all these protests. You look at all of them. You go out and normally before you would see all black people and then people would say, oh, it's, it's black people. And it's people from everywhere, everywhere. You even almost see more white people because the youth of today are tired of this. They are more outspoken and they want the next generation to be better. Yeah, this is a different generation now. Yeah, they are going to speak. They are going to talk. They are going to have action. They are going to be educated. We, we now from, uh, 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 50 years ago, our uh, men or women or people that cannot change their minds or mindsets or their thoughts, we have to rely on this youth now and we have to give them opportunity now. There's nothing realer than someone you can rely on, whether you're relying on them to make the shot in the clutch or be there when you need it most. Masai Jerry, the president of the Raptors, he'll tell you who's the clutch shooter that he was able to rely on. Kyle Lowry, who he built his championship team around, kept moving the pieces around until they're in a game six of the NBA finals against Golden State last year. Kyle goes off 
for 26 points, hits four three-pointers, and the Raptors win a championship. Someone you can trust to come in clutch makes all the difference on and off the court. With State Farm, you get a teammate you can rely on. You get the real deal. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, guys, since we've all been shopping online the past few months, AT&T has made it easy for anyone that wants to buy a new phone or device online. They're offering fast, free, no-contact delivery and curbside pickup so that online shopping is as simple and safe as possible. On top of that, they have a flexible return policy so you can shop at ease. You can visit at to learn how to shop online from the safety of your home 24-7. Subject to change, restrictions apply. Masai, when young black executives or scouts, you started as a scout. You started as a scout sleeping on people's couches, going to you know the NBA scouting events. You can't start any further down than you did on the ladder uh, to become a team president. What do you tell young black, maybe sometimes it's players who want to get into this side of it? Should they go into the management side? Those who have moved in and want to climb that ladder, I know many come to you and seek your advice. They've seen you do it. What, what do you tell them? I think we, we have to start developing programs. I know the NBA has, you know, started developing uh, really good programs for, for ex-players. I think maybe we in teams start to develop, start, we have to start developing those kind of programs, you know, like where we're giving one or two chances, you know, like to, to, to these kind of people, you know, like and see how they grind. We have to grind. There's no doubt about it. Um, uh, well, there's no shortcuts. And I know that there's no, um, uh, none of these uh, 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 people. No, they, they all know that you, you don't have to, uh, uh, you're not going to take a shortcut to, to success here. You have to work hard. You have to put in the time. You have to educate yourself. You, you have to gain the experience. However you gain it, you have to really find it. You have to find it as, uh, uh whatever your niche is or whatever, um, the, the path you see that you want to take in this business. Now we, at this positions have to now start creating these little paths here and there for all these young people, young youth, um, players that are uh, finishing their careers. We have to figure out a way. I think the NBA does a good job. I know a couple have come through our program, whether it was Lindsay Harding, you know, um, I think Elton Brand went through a program with the NBA. Um, we have to develop these programs and help a lot of black people and minorities. Yeah, we have to take it upon us in teams individually. Yeah, we 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 really have to pay attention to this. Masai, how would you imagine how would you imagine maximizing the platform that the NBA is going to have in Orlando with the world watching the league returning? How would you imagine is the best way, the most useful way maybe the most impactful way that the NBA can address and, and sort of amplify these issues? 
Well, it's, I think it's all of us speaking together and challenging each other. You know, I think the players have done a really good job in, in, in talking about uh, these issues. And, um, I, I, I hear everybody's, uh, opinion on, um, on whether, you know, play or don't play. And, and, um, they, these guys have given their all, you know, like they are trying to do their best and, um, they're frustrated. They're frustrated now. People, people say the platform is, is playing, is performing. The, the platform is, you know, um, uh, this, this is the opportunity, you know, in every single way that you can look at it. Um, world. we cannot, we, we cannot, uh, we, we, we have to use this opportunity and it starts to me in Orlando. And it's not just Orlando, you know, like we have to continue these tough conversations. We have to, uh, sometimes these, these things happen and, uh, that's, that's, that's almost what happened to Kaepernick is, okay, um, uh, we, he was, he was almost forgotten and this came up now and now we see the impact of what he did. Yeah. But, we have to continue this. We have to keep grinding on it. And that's why I see something different here. So whatever we do in Orlando, it has to be polarized. It has to be big. Uh, but we cannot only concentrate on um, marching uh, uh, unitedly. We can't only concentrate on, um, on, on what we do inside that campus. It has to be outside. The impact is outside. The impact is youth. The impact is communities. The impact is addressing police brutality. The impact is voting. The impact is in so many places. And I see what these players are doing individually. LeBron is doing the thing with the voting. We have to continue to do that yeah. <laughs> and push and push and push as much as we can. We can't stop. This cannot stop in Orlando. It has to go on. When we start the season next year, it has to keep going on in All-Star next year. It has to keep going on. We have to keep talking about it so it's as impactful and, and we give opportunity to youth of the future. It's really important. We give opportunity to our communities. We give opportunity to the inner cities. We give opportunity to this youth, these black youth that don't even have a chance. We have to talk about um, uh, even incarceration, even black people innocently in prison, you know, like there are so many issues at many levels that I'm telling you, we and at the front have to really, really polarize and make big people and try to affect change as much as we can, policies as much as we can. We have to even use these people that you have told me about that are influential, that are um, very well respected. You know, you listen to President Obama, you know, like, and, 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 and these guys, are how, how they speak, how they talk, you know, like their advice, you know, and how they look at this and how voting has to be a big, big thing with us. We have, we have to, we have to use these platforms. Uh, it's, it's so important, it's so important for us because uh, it, it, it does give us the opportunity to be out there. Messiah Jerry, the president of the defending champion Toronto Raptors. He still smiles every time he, he hears that. It's still, where, where, where's your trophy? Where, where, where are the Raptors keep that trophy right now? 
I wish I knew that trophy has been in so many places, uh, which you can't even imagine. You know, it's, 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 it's the beauty of it. One day it's in somebody's house. The next day it's in Nigeria. The other day it's with, it's, it's been everywhere. So I, I have. You I, have no you, where, I have no idea where it is. I think the other day on the phone call, I saw somebody had it, you know, like, cause we had a Zoom call, we had a Zoom meeting and it was the day of, um, uh, it was the anniversary of, um, us winning the, the, the championship and, uh, somebody, somebody had it and I was like, why don't I, I get, why don't I get it? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's kind of in the Canadian tradition of the Stanley Cup. You guys have treated it like a Stanley Cup, right? It goes, it moves around with everybody. No, 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 no question. It, it's it, it's an incredible, incredible feeling and an incredible thing to um, uh, to accomplish. And uh, God bless our players and um, all the guys that did incredibly well. Nick Nurse, you know, for the job he did. I think very underrated last year, but I think he's. Uh, I think people are acknowledging, you know, like the type of um, the type of coach he is and. Um, just honestly, well, just as a staff and, and, and organization, it was good for us to, um, to put this organization on a global front, you know, like where we can represent the rest of the world and say, you know, we can do it. We can do it too. Here's a question I, I haven't asked you, you know, you work and you've always said it. We're in this to win it. I'm not here to play it safe. I'm going to trade. For Kawhi, I'm going to do what I think we need to do to win a championship. I'll worry about free agency, all that stuff. Keep our job. We're going to try to win a championship this year, and you did. And it was certainly a a long time building from your time in Denver and into Toronto. I'm sure there's a lot of different ways you imagine winning a championship might change your life, your career. And then there's other ways where the parade ends and you just get up and you start going back to work again. And... It doesn't feel much different. What has been, when you think of a year, a, almost 365 days now, what's the tangible difference in your life? You know, from a competitor standpoint, you know, I, I would say, honestly, Woj, that the, I, I didn't, we don't enjoy it as much as we, we maybe um, we can. I remember um, Bob Myers, you know, I, I went to speak at an event uh, with, uh, with Bob Myers and um, he telling me like two, three years ago um, that um, he really wishes that I would win a championship and um, and the, the unbelievable feeling you have, you know, um, after it's done. Um, and he said it's just and, and at that time they won two or three, you know, and I know he's, he's now he's now legendary. He's, he's used to it, you know, uh, and. And I thought, you know, uh, to myself, you, you keep dreaming and you are, you are so competitive. While it's happening, you're so in it, you know, that you, you don't even enjoy it. And that's, that's the fact. And to be honest, um, right after the parade, uh, it's on to the next, you know, in my mind is how are you winning the next one? You know, like, how are you? Because you know what? When, when you are sleeping, other people are winning. Okay, so there's no time to sleep. Other people are winning while you sleep. There's you can't even think about it that way, you know. So my uh, my mindset is, why do we play sports? We play to win. Simple. There's no other way. Not not you're not doing it for anything else. And yeah, we can. You have the trophy. You celebrate it. You have the pictures. 
one day we'll like look at it and say, yeah, this is, this is, this is what it is. And you enjoyed it. You know, I really enjoyed the parade. Um, I wish I enjoyed the celebration of the, the day, the, the day we won a little bit better <laughs> than uh, because of what happened. But I, I hundred percent, uh, it, it's, it's hundred percent onto the next thing. How do you win again? How do you compete for the next one? Because sports is about winning. Masai, thank you. Thank you for jumping in here today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we're, we're back in action again and uh, there's plenty more stories and, um, and we're tackling the big story now, um, which is the big issues. I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Thanks for having Great. me. Roger. Thanks Masai. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to our guest today, Toronto Raptors president, Masai Ujiri. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to listen to the Low Post with Zach Lowe, the Hoop Collective with Brian Windhurst, and the SVP Pod with Scott Van Pelt. We'll catch you next time.